One Sabbath, when Jesus went to share a meal in the home of one of the leaders of the Pharisees, they were watching him closely. When Jesus noticed how the guests sought out of the best seats at the table, he told them a parable. When someone invites you to a wedding celebration, don't take your seat in the place of honor. Someone more highly regarded than you could have been invited by your host. The host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give your seat to this other person. Embarrassed, you will take your seat to the last important, the least important place. Instead, instead, when you receive an invitation, go and sit in the least important place. When your host approaches you, he will say, friend, move up here to the to a better seat. Then you will be honored in the presence of all your fellow guests. All who lift themselves up with will be brought low, and those who make themselves low will be lifted up. Then Jesus said to the person who had invited him, when when you host a lunch or dinner, don't invite your friends, your brothers and sisters, your relatives or rich neighbors. If you do, they will invite you in return and that will be your reward. Instead, when you give a banquet, invite the poor, crumpled, lame and blind and you will be blessed because you they can't repay you. Be, Instead, you will be repaid when the when the just are resecured. Nice job. Yeah, um, this this passage is is always so beautiful and wonderful. And I rem remember specifically around Oak. Um, us doing a park potluck, which we're going to do this fall in October, a little bit by necessity because there's a, a road race that blocks us here, and so we'll that, that that'll come up. But um, we're we're down in the doing a park potluck, and one of our friends uh, Val was there, and she came up to me like very um, like hasty, and this was an important thing. I need an answer right now, and she says. Pastor Chris, where are the highways and byways? I need to know. We need to invite people to this feast, you know. And she was, she, she was t taking these invitations and instructions of go out to the highways and byways and invite everyone to your feast, not just the people you know. Um, and so passages like this, um, I'm so thankful that it popped up as we head into the season because it reminds us that Jesus has this bias um, towards invitation especially towards the outsiders, and, and often has the insiders um, in his crosshairs. Uh, read this parallel passage in Matthew's Gospel, and you see a much uh, even more savage <laughs> um, a warning for those who, who are insular in, in the ways that they configure their lives and the ways they live out of God's life. Um, so first off, Jesus um, always it has has multiple groups in mind, and he's normally saying harder harder words for insiders, um, and 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 opening us up and out towards uh, outsiders. So so 
that is maybe something for us as we go into this season that, that we should have front of mind. Um, that, that's obviously the um, kind of a, a meme for elementary school is who's sitting alone at the lunchroom, right? Um, but trust me, this happens all the way up in, in every aspect of our lives. So we should be looking, uh, looking for who is last and lost and least um, and, and, and joining our lives towards them. Um, second thing I notice, and, and uh, I'm eager to, to hear more uh, from our panel in a sec, um, is that the kingdom of God is like an invitation. Uh, these images show up, the, these parables of Jesus give us this imaginary for how the kingdom of God is and will be or can be. And in this case, he, he talks about the kingdom of God is like a wedding feast, but maybe even more so, the kingdom of God is like being invited to a wedding feast. Um, that's, that's a really interesting thing as we head into this season uh, together and individually is, is how we are accepting and responding to invitations. Um, maybe first and foremost, God's invitations, but also invitations of others. I like uh, Howard Thurman, uh, this wonderful pastor, mystic, church planner, theologian. Um, he calls this the great moment for us is when we learn how to respond to God's invitations. He says, the living of a person's life day by day um, is the only preparation for a great moment. Day by day, the great moment is never something that is irrelevant for our lives. The, 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 the way you are taking or the journey you are making. That God calls us and invites us in all of these little spaces and crevices and, and often in the, the, the places and in the times we least expect God's voice to come to us. Uh, so we should be prepared, be ready. And, and lastly, our, our response to this invitation takes, takes our all. It takes everything that we have. Uh, it, it, it is as small as the, the menial task that we will be doing this fall, and it is as big as all of us in the entire cosmos. The, the, the whole new creation that is bursting in on this world and our, our pain and our suffering and our confusion and our division. It is happening now. The kingdom of God is at hand. So with those, those are my little notes. Um, I, I have the microphone, so I get to say those first. But I want to invite our, our panel uh, up. Uh, Shirley, um, Charlotte... Sarah and Steph, y'all can, can all come up. Give them a round of applause. It's hard to come up. If y'all if y'all stay here, and then we can just share these two mics, that'd be great. So, um, first off, just introduce yourself and introduce maybe like. Um, I guess the question would be, what, if we're going to theme this around tables, what will your tables look like this fall? So that, that's like, what I'm asking is, who are you, who will you be with, and what will you be doing this fall? Um, I'm Charlotte, and this year I'll be starting middle school, and for the first time since COVID, I'll be sitting in a cafeteria again, and hopefully with new friends. I'm Sarah. I will be 
homeschooling my two children, Shepard and Solomon. And I think that's it. <laughs> cool. I'm Stephanie Homer, and I wear two hats. I am an instructor, a lab instructor at Duke and Durham Tech. And thanks, Chris. And I don't know how to use microphones. And, um, but I also am a campus minister for graduate students and faculty and postdocs at Duke. Hi, I'm Shirley. Um, my main work thing is that I'm a PhD student in medieval literature at Duke. Awesome. So my next question, again, motivated by this, this story in Luke is, what might it look like to be Jesus's guest? What, what are you expectant for or fearful of in this coming season? I expect middle school to be much busier and different than elementary school, and I pray that um, God will help me cope with this and um, make sure that I have a good school year. Um, I'm expectant just to be able to spend time with my children and be able to cultivate a really loving home environment. I'm fearful that I will not do a good job at teaching them, <laughs> since that's all on me. Yeah, I'm very expectant and hopeful for um, really having uh, opportunity and um, yeah, kind of like what Charlotte said, to be indoors in spaces with friends again. And so to be gathering grad students around um, to build a supportive relationship, supportive relationships and community, and then um, especially to be thinking what's it particularly mean to be Christian grad students and to be Christian scholars. Um, I am anxious. I had a concussion last fall, and the symptoms lasted for a really long time. And so I'm anxious to see what that's going to be like in the fall. I do feel like I've kind of gotten over the hump, but ask me in four weeks and we'll see. Um, and so um, I think that when um, thinking about Chris's sermon today, I was thinking that I feel like Jesus is inviting me to continue to practice rest, and that's hard for me to do. Um, I'm like a professional at burnout. And so um, that would be my fear then is just um, anxiety around whether I'll have enough energy and whether I'll be fighting with fatigue still. So that's what I would ask for prayer with. Uh, I think I'll start with the fear, which is um, just going into a really intense season, having to um, finish my PhD by the spring. Uh, my husband and I are also expecting a baby in December, so kind of like moving the timeline up a little bit um, and just worrying about having enough time to get it all done. Um, but I think just as I've been working through that stress, um, have just felt so much gratefulness um, to God um, to be in this program and be able to learn um, have gotten to do a lot of like philosophical theology, which has been um, just um, really nourishing for my faith also. Um, and yeah, I think that God is inviting me to, um, yeah, to also rest and trust that somehow <laughs> everything will wrap up and there will be enough time. I think um, Oak is all about having a mindset of like abundance and not scarcity, and that's like a helpful reminder. Yeah, uh, Steph, Steph mentioned um, like cultivating some practices for for rest. Um, maybe surely, like the, do you do you feel like you 
either have some of some of these already going or are are looking to engage in anything in particular that that might be helpful to the congregation uh, <laughs> I'm not sure um, I've been taking a Sabbath for like on and off for a while so maybe since my senior year of college or so um, yeah I don't know I think school is so weird because especially in grad school there's always more you can do um, there's always more you can read and it like, it's not like the workday ends at five or six. Um, and so putting that practice in place of like, at least there's one day of the week where I'm not gonna touch my work um, has been one small helpful practice of rest. Yeah. yeah, that's great, that's great. Well, and we're also gonna be leaning on you in the coming season of Advent where we prepare and wait for the coming of a child, right? So. Uh. Hopefully this tax year. <laughs> <laughs> you can pray for uh, that. <laughs> I, I love the variety of experience um, because um, the, these practices might come to us in different ways and in different seasons. And, and so uh, I'd really be curious as, as a student and as a, a busy mom, like um, you're, you don't have the same schedule as a grad student or one who works with grad students. Um, so I, I'd be curious kind of what what practices, scripture, prayer practices, or spiritual disciplines y'all are that, that have been helpful in cultivating space uh, to respond to Jesus, and, and, or ones that you're interested in or would like to engage in? Um, I will be reading my devotional every morning, which kind of helps me sometimes have God voice the words that I cannot think of when I pray, and that he'll help me on um, oncoming tests so that like I can really hear him when I read that I think for me I'm home with my children pretty much their whole life <laughs> so <laughs> it's really hard to find moments of rest but um I do try to wake up really early in the morning to um just have a little bit of time to myself so I think that that is one way to get rest and also I have a really good husband who you know I'm like I just need a few minutes so we try to incorporate in a little bit during the week of rest. So the spiritual practice I like to practice is rest. <laughs> um, and also just um, another verse that we that I've been thinking about a lot is First Thessalonians 3.12 where it says, um, may you increase in love with one another and each other. So I just really want our home to reflect God's love and our love for each other. So... Uh, I, I once had a um, mentor in college, and it was kind of a dangerous bit of advice that he gave a, a college student that wasn't a very serious student. He said, sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap. Um, and and that, I, I think about that more now than I did then um, as, as great wisdom, actually, um, and, and very true. Steph, I'm, I'm curious, as someone who works with grad students and faculty and, and kind of embodies what Shirley was talking about, that there's never enough time to read. There's always more. It's a bottomless hole of work and knowledge to gain. Like what, either what are some of your students doing um, to, like, to grow in their spiritual lives or um, what are some things that you are counseling students to to, to learn or to, to, to work with in terms of spiritual practices? Mm -hmm, mm 
Um, I think that play is super important. And so I do see some of our grad students um, being really committed to their time um, doing sports, doing game nights. And so having times where they are shutting off their brains and just engaging their bodies um, and being playful and being silly, I think it's super important because it's really easy to take yourself too seriously when you're in grad school um, and you're around a lot of other people who are very serious. But um, I also think one of our, well, one of my favorite practices, I don't know if it's anyone else's favorite practice in the Grad Christian Fellowship, is the practice of the examine. And it's typically called the Ignatian Daily Examine, and I've never managed to do it daily. Um, but it's a practice of reflection, of looking for places in your life that are bringing you life and energy and healing and where you're sensing um, God's presence. And so paying attention to those things and moving towards them more and then noticing the places of um, desolation, the places that are draining your energy, the places that um, are not bringing you joy, that are taking it away. And in as much as you're able to, like some things we can't stop doing, but in as much as you're able to, moving more towards the things that bring you life and less so um, towards the things that are not um, reviving your spirit and um, letting that be a way that God speaks to you. Yeah, that's great. That that reflective practice of recognizing these small moments that are, again, like Thurman says, like part of this re responsibility, ability to respond to a great moment of God's calling and arrival in our lives. That's great. Um, all of that was kind of the um, meeting Jesus as guest mode. And so I'm, I'm curious maybe which ways in the fall around our various tables that y'all will be joining Jesus and setting a table for others. Uh, maybe, maybe ways that you're looking to serve God in ways um, that you need the Oak community to um, come around you, to help you, to pray for you. Um, I hope to be serving um, God in um, that I'll try to be welcoming and kind to everybody. And even though I might be scared, try to help others that are scared as well for the new year. I think for me, um, I guess my prayer would be, or for you guys to pray with me, is um, just that um, I wouldn't have any fear in teaching my boys and um, just that, you know, I can really like take my time and enjoy this time with them because I'm sure at some point they might not want to be homeschooled. Um, but just to really love and um, enjoy this time that we get to have together. And as far as welcoming others, um, we're in a co-op so that we would just continue to meet other like-minded families and make room for them in our lives that we have already kind of established, but um, just make room for the newcomers and things like that. Um, so I'm gonna go with three things, I hope that's okay. So the first one is, um, I hope that grad students and faculty and postdocs will both be able to see God in their stories, but they'll also learn and practice not taking God out of their stories than when they share it. Because um, definitely God is in our stories, so noticing it and then um, leaving that in when you're sharing your story with people in your department um, or that you're working with on a daily basis. Um, the second one is for 
Um, it's really easy for Duke to become a very insular place and to become very inward looking. And so for grad students and faculty and postdocs to become more outward looking. Um, and so on the weekend of September 9th, we're doing the Durham pilgrimage with some other campus ministries. If, I hope everyone in this room will do the Durham pilgrimage someday if you haven't done it yet and if you live in Durham. Um, and so that's really an amazing opportunity to see how um, God's story through scripture and the story of Durham and our own stories connect to each other. And then the third one is um, in the grad and faculty ministries and in our varsity, it's really important to us that um, folks are able to see how their faith connects with their scholarship and to be able to integrate, to see what they learn about Jesus and God from what they're studying and from what they're researching, but then also to see um, how does, what does scripture have to say about their area of study, the topic that they're really focusing in on. Yeah, um, I guess my answer to this one is a little bit in the inverse. So I think throughout my time as a student and in grad school, I've really um, wanted to not um, be super inward looking and not have a life and not be reaching out to um, friends or be um, you know, committed to the communities I'm in. Um, but <laughs> um, I think that I'm actually needing to do like less and pull back um, in this time. Um, and also just learn how to discern and distinguish between like what is me feeling like I need to be responsible for people or do things for people or reach out to people and what is um, responding to the Lord's invitation to be in someone's life. Um, that's been a really hard distinction and lesson for me to learn. Um, so this time has been more kind of pulling back um, and becoming like almost a little more inward looking. Um, but uh, <laughs> one potential invitation, if anyone wants me to take me up on it, um, to be a part of my table is, if anyone wants to read any part of my dissertation, um, you're welcome to. Um, <laughs> Elizabeth is waving at me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it kind of like thinks about big questions around, um, you know, how is the Lord present to us in um, a lot of kind of grief and pain and suffering and also in our, um, in our sin, um, in our brokenness. Um, so, yeah, that would just be really exciting to feel like, oh, my work is like kind of meaningful. Someone wants to read a part of it. Um, so that's one invitation. So, yeah. That's great. Um, I hope you all are getting a sense today, just looking at this table, looking at these friends up here, um, uh, the, the, there's kind of a, a, like a, a, ter a term that, that these things are icons. They're not just things that we look at, but look through. Um, so we, we look through all of these things that are on the table and, and um, we see all of the, the lives um, that they represent and affect. We look through you know, the life of a student and teacher and campus minister and grad student, and we see uh, something about the world and something about ourselves and something about God in them. And, and so I'm, I'm hearing um, today a lot about um, noticing and, and growing our ability to pay attention to the way God comes to us and, and the ways that we meet that moment and respond to God in ways that sometimes we miss it. And, and we, we want to be folks who are better at, at um, doing that uh, the next time around when God comes to us. Uh, I'm also hearing 
uh, a lot about um, um, trusting in God uh, amidst a season, entering a season with uncertainty and various anxieties and unknown things and new things that we've never done before and around people we've never been around before. Uh, and so I, I hope also that that um, that y'all are are hearing that and and thinking about that uh, as it responds to to your life. Um, honestly, we we could have had a much larger panel than this, uh, and and so uh, we're really grateful for the ways that God um, gifts this community uh, with with beautiful people and uh, a lot of. Um, talent and skill and love and care. So if you're sitting out there, you're, you're very much involved in all of these pursuits and all of the varied pursuits uh, around us. Um, and so um, we're gonna close this time together before we continue to gather around the table with prayer. And so I invite you to pray uh, with me. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks. We thank you for inviting us to the table. We thank you for the ways that you show us over and over that our, um, our invitations are often way too small, um, our abilities to respond uh, way too limited, and, and um, we ask that you grow our capacity to um, see you when you arrive to us, to um, embrace the gifts that you give to us, to um, join with you in setting a table um, where uh, folks can taste and see that you are good. Thanks for all the um, varied experiences and pursuits um, that are represented on this table and in this panel and in this congregation. Thanks for your faithfulness. That proves so true and so real and so new again and again and again to us that you uh, show up to us, that you desire to be among us, that you want us to be with you. Help us walk with you this season and help us feast this fall. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, y'all. You, you can give them a round of applause. Yeah.